listening to the LIF podcast with Pat. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. And welcome to the first official episode of the LIF podcast with Pat. I'd like to thank all of you that are tuning in and are joining me today. I'm definitely excited about this. And uh, this episode is going to be an introductory episode, basically introducing, you know, the podcast itself, kind of explaining what type of content I'm going to be bringing to you guys, um, maybe answer some questions about what does LIF mean? Um, why did you choose this name? Why did you choose LIF? What does it mean to you? Um, who's Patrick Richard? You know, for any of you people that don't even know who I am, who is Patrick Richard? Who's the guy that we even listening to? So I definitely, you know, I'm excited to give you inside scoops and behind the scenes type information on my career. I'm an eight year pro professional basketball player overseas. So I definitely have quite a few stories and a lot of information that I can actually provide you an insight that I can provide you on things that I've been through. So first things first, let's get right into it. Now, what does LIF mean? LIF, of course, you know, it means let it fly. That's the name of the podcast. But what does L L I F and Let It Fly mean to you? So, you know, for me, uh, my dad put the basketball in my hand as a little kid. And all those years playing for him, he always used to tell me, let that thing fly, boy. Let that thing fly, boy. And I'm like, man, what does this even mean? I'm thinking, you know, I'm a shooter. So I'm thinking, okay, that means get some lift on it. You know, it gives it a better chance to go in. So that's what it means. Now that I've grown older, now, you know, I have a family, a wife, two kids. I see what it kind of means to me. And it's definitely more than a basketball term. So, you know, if, if you're going through things, if you, if you had arguments, disagreements with someone, if you had a bad game, if you had a bad day at work, or just in a rut, you know, um, I always live by that and I am now. Just let it fly. Let it go. You know, uh, life is so precious, man. And like speaking of right now, you know, this COVID-19, man, things you never know when it's your time. No one will ever know. So why not let's just live and throw the punches while we're living? And all these things we go through, if it's negative, let it fly. Just let it kind of roll off, you know? Just let it roll off. And just keep on moving and keep on moving and keep on pushing. And that's how I go about my day whenever I'm playing my sport and my profession and what I do for a living. And it definitely helps me. So that's what I live by when it comes to that. Um, with this podcast, this podcast, excuse me, is going to consist of, hey, I'm going to be bringing you guys a bunch of content, man, just a bunch of one-on-one -on -one interviews with a bunch of different people. Um, a lot of people that I know, a lot of basketball players that have played overseas or in the NBA before that I have relationships with, they have a bunch of different perspectives on things, not just when it comes to their profession either, but life in general. So I'll be bringing that to y'all. Uh, also, you know, from the women's side, I know a bunch of women athletes. They'll definitely give you, you know, inside look on that as well. Things that they go through, uh, coaches, I mean, just a bunch of different people and not even just with sports, but in life as well. They give you a bunch of different inside, you know, looks on, what they go through and what they think about certain topics that we'll be talking about on those episodes. So that's what we'll be coming to you guys. 
Uh, next question you may be thinking right now is like, who is this guy talking? Who is Patrick Richard? So um, now I'm going to take you down, you know, a little trip down, I guess you could say memory lane maybe, or just take a trip through what I've been through throughout my life that has brought me to what I do now as a professional athlete. Uh, so basically, you know, it started for me. I'm from Carrico, Louisiana, a small town in Louisiana. Uh, at that age of four years old, my dad put that basketball in my hand. And uh, I love the game, but that wasn't my first passion. My first passion and love for any sport was baseball. Guys that do know me may have not even known that, but I loved baseball. I still do love it. I played it until I was like 15, 16 years old. And it was always something I loved. But when it came to basketball, it was a passion. Always been passionate about it. And when you're passionate about something and you really all in on it, you go for it. So that's pretty much what I did starting at age four. So from that on, you know, my dad, he always coached me all the way. Playing bitty basketball all the way up until I was like 11 and 12 years old coming through and then I end up going to junior high playing come to high school where I went to Karen High School in Louisiana never forget those times shout out to coach K coach Kovach that's my guy man um but yeah you know I had a, a great career there and uh when it came to you know colleges man first of all I was not really highly recruited at all um I only played like a year and a half of AAU I never knew what that even meant. I never knew what it was. It's like I was like laying under a rock, man. All I knew is let's go outside in the front yard and let's hoop. You know, really didn't know the other side of things. So um, I did get recruited, though, in those one and a half years I did play. You know, shout out to my AAU team. I played with first team, Louisiana. It's a team out of Opelousas, Louisiana. But um, got recruited not so heavy. Pretty much all the schools that recruited me were mid-major schools. Um, had a couple offers. You know, um, of course, AAU was much different than it is now. Now it's, oh, yeah, if you don't play EYBL, I mean, <laughs> or you don't play on some of these circuits, I mean, these coaches not even going to see you. So at that time, it was, hey, you get to Nationals, man, they're going to all see you. Go to Nationals on Orlando, man, it's big time. So I was able to play in front of some coaches, you know, and get seen and and my luck, you know, I had a couple offers. Um, Bradley University was one, Nickel State University, Southeastern University, uh, Northwestern State, all these schools, you know, in Louisiana, mid-major schools from the Southland Conference. And uh, then uh, the school McNeese State University came up. And I never had heard of McNeese State. I don't know how, you know, knowing that the great Joe Dumars played there, I man, I never knew where McNeese State was. And it was only like an hour and... 10 to, to 20 minutes away from home. Um, I never knew. So, I mean, you know, I go, I go visit and then instantly I just fell in love with the place, fell in love with the coaches, coach Dave Simmons, coach, you know, Dumars and coach Welsh and coach Pat. At that time, coach Markham was with us, TJ Markham. Um, I mean, I just fell in love with the place. So before my senior season even started, I signed with those guys. Best decision I ever made. So I go there, you know, freshman year, man. You know them freshman pains they always say about? Oh, it's real. It's definitely real. I was playing behind this guy, still a good friend of mine, man, John Pichon. 
He just kicked my butt every single day, like literally. <laughs> he was just physically just dominating me. And he don't know. I got something later on for him that, you know, he really don't know yet. He helped me a lot. But okay, I go there freshman year, you know, play a little bit. And then after that, you know, that guy ended up leaving and everything just kind of opened up for me. All of a sudden, you know, I started playing more, playing more and ended up going through the rest of my college career and having a great college career, man. Ended up being, you know, player of the year at a conference, player of the state and all these things. Got all these great accolades and ended up finishing real well. Had some team success. Junior year, we went to NIT, won the conference. My senior year, we went to CIT. You know, we, we finished way above what everybody thought we would finish. So <clears throat> had some great success. You know, after that, Oh, it's time, hey, you want to be a pro? Okay. Now it's time to really, really get it. Because now it's turning more into a job. Me, I was so wet behind the ears. I did not know anything about anything, really. I just was like, oh, yeah, I need an agent. Boom, okay. All right, I get an agent. Boom, okay. Hopefully I can get some workouts. You know, just try my luck and see what happens, you know. So, you know, I signed with this agent. And, uh. At the time, you know, not my current agent. I was not with my current agent at the time. But at that time, I was with a different agent. I won't name drop. But um, this guy, he got me in, I think it was five or six NBA workouts. It flew me to California. I traveled over there. and I trained for the draft with some really great guys. Training every single day. Pooh Richardson was our trainer. And uh, former NBA player, Philadelphia, Philadelphia 76ers. But Pooh Richardson was our trainer every single day. And who was getting after me. I was getting better. Go to all these workouts. I worked out for the Warriors, worked out for the Pistons, uh, the Lakers, you know, uh, Cleveland Cavaliers. I worked out for these teams. Me not knowing, man, I really didn't know nothing. So I was just going out there swinging for swinging punches, man. I didn't know the whole business side of it. Like you have to know why you're going to these workouts. What workouts are you going to, you know, who's going to be in your workout? If you're trying to move up and get up into that draft board, because I was a guy that was not on much draft like uh, boards and things like that. So I wasn't really just known like that around the nation because we never made the tournament. So I never got a chance to really just put my stamp out there. Look, make a name for yourself. So I go to all these places. Boom. Draft night comes. I don't get drafted. That's fine by me. That was okay. So now Summer League is coming up. Options. I had two options. I could either go the Detroit Pistons, who I felt, uh, I guess, a little bit more comfortable with because Joe Dumars was there. You know, he was an ex-alum. I mean, not a favor or anything, but, you know, I go there. At least I kind of know somebody, and he's a, he's a head man up in the front office almost. So I'm like, okay, either there or I had an opportunity to go play with the Lakers in Summer League. Now, if I would have known what I know now then, I probably would have went to the Lakers because, you see, this Detroit team, they drafted Kim English, who's a guy out of Missouri. He was a two-guard. And they drafted Chris Middleton, who is now an all-star, I mean, NBA player with the Milwaukee Bucks. Now, you had these guys at my position. Now, I don't know no better. But as an agent, you should know these things, and you should definitely tell your players these things. So, obviously, my agent didn't do that. I went with Detroit. If I would have went Lakers, may have had a better chance to possibly 
getting training camp or something, make the team. Cool. All that happens, go to Detroit, play summer league with those guys. Finish up. Did pretty decent. I, don't, I mean, with summer league, man, it's, it's give or take, man. You might play. You might not play. You got two guys that's gotten drafted by this team in your position. Nine times out of ten, you're not going to play. That's just what it is. They're embedded to them. They drafted them. So, of course, they're going to play most of the time. Me, I don't know. Agent didn't help me with that. So all that goes on after that, the New York Knicks actually call. It was like, hey, we want to bring you in to camp. It's a mini camp. We want to bring you in. We want to see more of you. Hey, let's see. We like you because you really shoot the ball. I'm like, okay. My agent, we go out there. Well, I go out there. It's like a five-day thing. Go out there. Actually do really well. Comes to the roster spots. They have every guard that they need. At that time, as some Gr Smith was just coming back to him, you still had Melo, J Kid, you had all these guys. Steve Novak was the shooter, you know. I mean, them dudes were really good that year. I think they won like sixty games or something. That was a year where the Knicks had a really great regular season, and in the playoffs they didn't really do that great, but they were really good. So hey, that didn't work out for me. Fine, that's okay. I'm like, look, I want to go to overseas. Whatever happens, man, I want to go overseas. I'm a rookie. I have to play. So each week goes by, nothing, nothing, nothing. He said, you know what? Let's try this G League. But it's now the G League. Let's try the D League. Like, okay, let's try the D League then. Let's try the D League. Go there, boom. Training camp. You're doing really well. Get hurt. Once that happened, it's a wrap. <laughs> it's pretty much a wrap. Get cut by those guys. Now it's really a danger time. Rookie, haven't played nowhere overseas. I'm waiting and waiting. It's going into December. For all these people that don't know, December is that time overseas where teams are making changes, possibly December and January. Teams making changes. Teams trying to still figure out, you know, hey, we might need another player to come in here and help this team to either make the playoffs or to save relegation. So at that time, my agent, I'm like, hey, man, I, I mean, what's up? I need to see what's going on. He can't find me a job. Cannot find me a job. That's when we come back to this guy, John Pichon, I was telling y'all about. That senior that was kicking my butt in college. And this dude just reached out to me out of nowhere one day. He was like, P, man, why are you not playing nowhere? What's going on? So I kind of explained to my situation. He's like, look, man, I'm playing in Australia, man, in this league called the Siebel. He said, look, we need a guard, man. I'm going to tell them about you. You know what I'm saying? If you want to come out here, man, it probably won't be much bread. But, hey, if you want to come out here, I'll tell them about you, man. They're going to reach out to you. I said, man, this dude, like, basically, like, <laughs> did not have to do this. But he, like, almost, like, saving my career before it's even able to start. Man, before you know it, man, I'm right there in Melbourne, Australia. <laughs> so I go there, I play in this Siebel League, which is like a winter league for them because they're opposite seasons than us. So it's like a winter league for them. So I go there, do really well. And shout out to uh, to Pichon, man. He, he don't know this, man, but you like saved my career, brother, before it even started, man. So shout out to you, JP. But um, that happens in, uh, after that, it's time to try to get to Europe next year. So at that time, I then already had to fire this last agent, ended up signing with another agent, thanks to JP again, 
that introduced me to this guy who is my current agent now. And I mean, he, he got me in Europe, started in the Netherlands. And then from then on, man, I just kept on going up, played the Netherlands. From there, I went to Germany. From there, I went to France. Then after that, in France, I went to Israel. And from Israel, I played in Spain. From Spain, I went to New Zealand and played in the Australian NBL. And then after the season was over, I ended up skipping over to Italy and finished that season in Italy. And then most recently, man, I just I just finished my first season in Romania with uh, UBT Cluj. So, I mean, that's a little bit about my journey and my career and where I'm at at this point. I'm an eight-year pro. And I mean, I've been through the ups and downs and the downs and ups, man. To come from college, being the play of the year of your conference, getting all these workouts, you know, everything seems so positive. And then I just fall flat on my face and I had to really start everything over and go to basically almost like second division Australia. That's where I had to start my career. So, you know, any advice to any of you guys or girls that's trying to grind and get it and get it and grind, don't ever give up, man. I've been through injuries. I've been through loss when you're overseas. Some things like that, man, when you lose loved ones, you're just away from home. You're not able to be with your family. It's very tough. It's very, very tough. And I've been through it. And, um, as these episodes go on, you know, with, with each guest I have, I'll chime in and you'll, you'll know more about me. You'll know more about my journey as well, along with those other guests that I have. Because me and those guys, or even those girls, will have a lot in common. A lot of things that they've been through, I've probably been through, and I probably haven't. So I'll be learning along with you. Along with you listeners, I'll be learning. So uh, thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope you guys continue to tune into the LIF podcast with Pat. And all I got to say is, hey, let it fly, baby. God bless. You're listening to the LIF podcast with Pat. Pat. Pat.